Welcome to Doing Good Business, the podcast where personal and professional development meet. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach and talent acquisition consultant, and I'm joined every week by my co-host, Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, training you to bring positive business practices into any company. Doing Good Business is the podcast that teaches you that doing good business is not only possible, it's profitable. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Doing Good Business. Kelly and I are super excited today. We've got some guests that um, I'm going to be honest, I totally stalked on Instagram and they were kind enough to accept our invitation. We have Chad and Nick Engel of Casa Real Estate, and I will let them do a longer introduction of themselves and their company. And uh, I think you'll all figure out pretty quickly why we're excited to bring them to the Doing Good Business audience. So Chad and Nick, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about your company, Casa Real Estate? Sure. Thank you for having us. Uh, So a little bit about our company. We are a residential real estate company based in Southern California. Um, What makes us different and part of the reason why we're on this podcast is for every home that we sell in Southern California, representing the sellers or the buyers, we donate money to build a home for a family without one. And so how that essentially works is we take a portion of our commission for each transaction, no matter the size of the transaction, and find partners down currently down in Guatemala and Nicaragua. We've also built in Colombia and work with these partners to have homes built one for one for every home that we sell. That's fabulous. And then we've been doing this. Yeah. Uh, Get that a lot. Definitely. We've been doing this for just over two years now. Hmm. Awesome. So I'll dive right in. Um, You know, I think most people in, you know, the U.S. at this point have, you know, started to gain familiarity around the buy one, give one model. I know Tom Shoes made it really big. I'm a big fan and Kelly and I've talked about it before. I love um, Thrive Cosmetics and, and just really being intentional as a consumer. But there's a big difference between, you know, buy one, give one when you're talking about shoes or mascara or something like that. And, uh-huh. and when you're talking about a house, like that's a much larger scale. So how did you guys, you know, as the leaders of this company, how did you decide to make that your model as real estate agents? Well, this is Chad, by the way. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a long story, honestly, but the, the shorter version of it is that I've been in real estate for seven years now. Nick, my older brother got into real estate a few years ago. And when he made the shift to get into real estate was particularly drawn to doing something different and doing something that was incorporated in our business to give back. And you mentioned Tom, Tom's shoes and Blake Mykoski was a huge part of why we started what we're doing. Um, we were both read his book many times, uh, start something that matters. And we're compelled to kind of put something into our business. So when we first started, we really didn't know what exactly that was going to be. We actually owned several different domain names of, you know, giving back meals that we were going to do and different things that we were going to incorporate. And then we kind of stopped and, you know, asked what if we could actually do a one-for-one model. And it seemed, quite honestly, it seemed, ridiculous in the beginning just because it it's, doesn't seem logical and obviously we would love to be able to do that here in Orange County or really anywhere in the United States because we understand there's a need for um, housing for people here as well and yet it doesn't fit into our model uh, economically and so we started to expand to other countries and look and see where there was not only a need but 
a fit with the organizations that we aligned with so that those organizations were really putting all the all the money that we were donating to good use and making sure the families really had not only a home but a chance at a better life and a better future mm-hmm. and you know there's that old proverb that give a man a fish and feed his family for a day and teach a man to fish and feed him for his life and and that's kind of what we were after is really to to help not just give someone a home but give them a chance to better their lives and so the organizations that we've aligned with really aim to do that and they do that by um you know, a few of the main things, I'm sure we'll dig more into this, but um, making sure that they own the land so that it's not going to be taken back from them and then giving them um, opportunities with education, free education and access to healthcare and things like that so that they can start to get ahead in their lives. Um, and that's kind of it in a little nutshell. I think that's so crucial. This is Kelly. Um, Laura and I have talked to others um, who do different types of things. And I, you know, we, uh, I'll speak for both of us, you know, we applaud you. I heard you say like, it just, just seemed like something, um, I'm not going to quote you exactly, but you know, it kind of seemed like what nobody does this. And so I applaud you for staying with that creative thinking and to say, you know, kind of, well, what if we could do this, right? What would this look like? Because I think some people just stop. They have the good intention, but the conventional business wisdom tells them that's not going to work. So, you know, we applaud you for for pushing past that. And also we've spoken with a few people who do different types of things. On one of our previous episodes, we talked to a company that hires, um, they're an intentional second chance employer. So they hire people who have been incarcerated or under otherwise chronically underemployed or unemployed. And we hear the same type of thing along the lines of the, the fishing. And I think it's important for our listeners to consider too. Oftentimes what the company is doing is one piece of a much larger puzzle that helps people to become um, more productive in the case of people who are reentering the workforce or entering it for the first time, you know, stable, productive citizens. And it requires this type of financial literacy and education and understanding of how does this improvement in my life, right? This, this, this new phase of my life, what does that require in terms of maintaining that and then building upon that? So I'm really happy to hear that you have uh, that, that big picture in place and not only, which is huge in and of itself, but not only the one component. How did you arrive at that with the education and access to healthcare? Like, how did how did that big picture emerge for you? So we we researched a bunch of different organizations in South America, um, just due to what Chad had mentioned previously, like the, our financial ability to actually build something with the. A percentage of a commission that we would average commission that we would make here and uh one of the, the organizations that stood out had that built into their model and so the okay. the owner had built a, a school and a clinic that had has three doctors on staff and so that's where 100 percent of our donations went for probably the first year to about a year mm-hmm. and then realized that we were I guess in a sense, outgrowing their abilities to to build the homes, um, and so had to find another partner. Not every but not every organization that we work with works the exact same way. But the other one that we found has you know focuses on one specific community in Managua, Nicaragua, and really follows up with them and has a sense of community and 
you know, the build that we do with them, the reason why we chose them is they focus on that one area, keep coming back. Um, they're probably down there every two months, the organization that we work with. And then also has, you know, obviously local ties there with, with um, local community leaders and make sure that, that the families that, that are helped um, have help going forward as needed. Um, I think another to another point too, just like picking what we just touching on your on your point, uh, the first comment that you made after Chad spoke is when we started this, we had you know obviously there's there's two ways you can go about. I, when I started into real estate, I was brand new into this and starting Casa, and I think there's there's two ways that you can look at it. One is the long term play that mm -hmm. I had to keep, I kept in my mind. And the other is kind of the short-term building your business. And I think, you know, looking at it, there's definitely times I look back and thought, wow, these tens of thousands of dollars that we're giving to build these homes for families, you know, I could turn that into marketing and turn that into a profit mm -hmm. for myself and grow my business. What I felt, you know, maybe quicker, but, you know, always keeping in mind the long-term play and the ability to, to help, others and having faith that it's going to turn and shift and once you get past that 50 homes built two years 60 70 80 i mean we're we're approaching 100 now and it's um it's something where you see that you see the difference in a in a different way and i think it's i don't know to, to someone that's listening that's thinking about starting that i mean it's it's not to me it's not really easy in the short term you have to have that long-term vision and faith that your business model is going to survive and your abilities are going to get you through that short term and, and it'll pay off to you and others in the long term. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred homes in how many years? I'm curious. You just said you're approaching a hundred homes being built and like I, my jaw dropped a little bit. How, what is the time yeah. period over which you've been able to do that? That's amazing. So we're not, we're in, we're not there yet. Um, at the point of, of when this airs, there's a very good chance that uh, actually I'll guarantee that 100 homes yeah. will be donated. Mm -hmm. um, the actual building, you know, we rely on third parties to build the homes. So whether those 100 homes will have been built, but we'll be mm -hmm. we'll be very close. Yeah. So that'll be how long? Well, yeah. To answer your question, we started. About a year before we launched, we started working on the business model and everything behind CASA, and we launched in April of 2017. And wow. you know, now just just over two years, we're I think right at 80, right at the 80 mark. So and growing, you know, like we're doing more wow. business individually, and now we have um, a few agents on board with us as well who are producing, and and they're all a part of that as well. So it's growing. Amazing. And do you think that, that this model is contributing to that growth? I mean, I don't know what the real estate market is like in your area in, in Southern California, but here in the East Coast, specifically in Pennsylvania, it's like hot, 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 right? You know, um, yeah. houses are flying off the market, you know, the morning yeah. that they're listed. Um, but do you feel, and, and I'm assuming that would make it pretty competitive for you in terms of your core business, but do you feel that this this buy one, build one model, um, buy one, sell one, build one model contributes to your company's growth or that you attract more clients because of it? Not that that should be the end goal, but I mean, do you, do you see that as a byproduct of what you're doing? 
Um, yes, yes and no. I mean, to a certain mm-hmm. extent, obviously that was something that, you know, we had thought of when we were doing this too, I, to say that it was purely just out of our own, the good of our own hearts is, would be misleading. Obviously there's a huge aspect of that, but you know, that's, that's in essence what Tom's does. Their marketing is what their, you know, giving back component is in their business. And so for right. us, that was the same thing. You know, always our intention mm-hmm. is that it would align ourselves with people who cared about that because we understand mm-hmm. that what we do first and foremost, it's imperative that we have to take care of our clients' needs, right? And we have to be the absolute best agents that we possibly can. And mm-hmm. we don't lose sight of that. And then we also hope that it's a differentiating factor and that it draws more people who care about that to work with mm-hmm. us. And the truth is not everyone does, and that's okay. You know, I have mm-hmm. even family members that we were talking about um, this business model with when we first started, and they're like, so, you know, I'd rather save that money in commission and, and that's okay. And what it's done is it's, it's kind of aligned us more with the people who do care more about what we're doing. And it's a, it's a really cool experience for us because you know, we're drawn more to people that are, um, that care about that. And not only from the consumer side for our clients, but also for the agents that work with us, because the truth is that mm. they could make more money going somewhere else and right. they know that. And so they're making a choice too to be a part of CASA and to work with us and to help give back, like that's an important component for them as well. And so it's definitely drawn like-minded agents uh, and people to want to work with us as well, which I think is really cool. That's what gives me chills, right? Just hearing you describe that because it is a choice and like does attract like, and I, and Mm -hmm. everyone, right. I always say in my own business, I'm sure Laura feels the same way, but I would say the positive business does not judge, right. So doing good business does not judge, right. Like, you know, people are just doing their things, but when you have made that commitment, it is nice to know that there are people out there who are like, Oh, yay. Right. Because you're meeting a need or a desire that I had that I didn't even think this was an option. And, mm-hmm. and you make them feel good about what they're doing. So I just, mm-hmm. you know, it's this very heliotropic effect where it's all contagious. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I agree. And I'll just expand on what Kelly said. You know, we, we certainly like we're big fans of profit, right? You know, we say oftentimes mm-hmm. on the show, you can't have a business if you're not profitable. Like if there's no uh, right. revenue, if there's no profit, you're not in business. You are, you know, it, it's a hobby. So, you know, obviously you guys are making a choice to, you know, change your profitability or, or use your profits differently. But, you know, no one, I don't know that there is really an all, an all giving gesture where there's nothing from it. So, you know, certainly the business should have profit and the profit has in two and a half years helped build, you know, almost a hundred homes. So, um, yeah. thinking back to, you know, Kelly and just did a very nice segue for me. So thank you. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. the agents that you guys have brought on and, you know, and checking out your website. One of the things that you say is, and talk about is that, you know, knowing someone who um, understands the value of not considering work work. And, and that's one of the things that I believe is a way that as leaders, you know, you guys are the ones I'm sure that are, you know, vetting candidates and hiring agents and figuring out who you want to bring on the team. How do you specifically, obviously, the values of, you know, the business model are going to, you know, walk in the room ahead of you. But how do you really think about somebody who's going to fit the team and not consider work work? How do you figure that out when you're talking to folks and expanding your team and bringing on agents? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think it's kind of their attitude and their their willingness to become a better person and mm-hmm. 
you know, whatever that means to them specifically. And that's, you know, a lot of what we focus on in our meetings is obviously, you know, supporting each other in a sales environment, which is a lot of, brings a lot of uh, rejection. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we all face similar challenges and pushing forward to grow our personal businesses or reach our goals. Um, But I think if they have that, similar attitude where they they want to grow and become better in different areas i feel like in that setting that they they aren't going to consider it work that it's you know um obviously there are parts of the job that aren't as fun and that you have to do in order to get to the to the fun parts which is the home donation and you know handing over the keys to the new house but you know there's a lot that goes into it each each along the way um that you know we're all working and growing together and so we're not really just coming in and no one's punching a clock and um you know feeling Mm -hmm. an obligation to stay and do something that they don't want to do so it sounds like you guys really build a culture of you know trusting your team and, and trusting the folks that you bring on board into the organization yeah absolutely it's imperative and especially in a small group like we have i mean there's five of us including us there's five of us in here right now mm-hmm. and well actually six kind of because we have a, a videographer and photographer that is with us a lot of the time um and so each person has a pretty high impact on the overall vibe of the office you know and if someone's yeah, right. uh someone's bringing down the energy it's not going to work and mm-hmm. luckily um so far we've we've done a good job and had a lot of success with with having the right people in here who have the right attitude and have the right I mean really it's it's just everyone kind of has the same goals it's like we want to work hard we want to have fun and we want to help other people mm-hmm. both here and you know across the world we we really feel like we have a strong ability to do that and um for the most part we all have a really good time with what with what we do I think that's, that's awesome. awesome I mean So often the home, you know, Kelly can speak to this personally as as going through it in this exact moment. And I think so often that, you know, the home buying process can be transactional. And one of the things that struck me is so many of the testimonials on your website, really the word trustworthy comes up, you know what I mean? So it it sounds like it's translating not only into your culture in the company, but also to, to the client experience, which, you know, I'm curious if there's a way, you know, how do you how do you really bring that into what can be a largely transactional experience? You know, as representatives of this company, you know, how do you, how do you make the relationship side of it work with your clients? Yeah, I think that's so important. Right. And in real estate too, I don't know, sometimes there's a a different stigma reputation with, you know, people being commission hungry or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for, for me, I, go over affirmations every single day and it's my actually my number two affirmation is i operate my life with integrity in and out of business and so in every single thing that i do every decision i make and when you operate from that space it makes the rest really easy and so that's kind of the culture here too it's funny we just had a meeting yesterday and there was a instance that came up with another agent another company and they did something that wasn't in our eyes all that um ethical or the right thing to do and we just you know kind of had a discussion about it and it kind of just snowballed into an open discussion about different things and 
everyone's just on the same page. And Mm -hmm. if they're not, there's not room for them here because that's not how we operate. And um, I think when, like I said in the beginning, like you operate from that mental space of always doing the right thing, not only in business, in life, in every single aspect, it really makes the rest of it easy. And I, I believe that the clients can feel that. It's not even a tangible thing that they you know, can see or anything. They just, it's a sense of feeling like I, I, I genuinely always want what is best for the clients, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I believe that everyone in our office operates from that same space too. And I think over the long run, that serves us because people trust us and people um, know that we want what's best for them. And, you know, in the long run, that means that they want to continue to work with us and they want the people that they know and love and trust to continue to work with us too. So it just feels better too. That's what I really love about your business model, as opposed to um, this being like a, a cause marketing initiative, which also has its place and can be a very wonderful thing. But when you are saying to someone, I want the best for you, right? I want the best for you as a client. That's just backed up in so many ways, you know, so you're supporting your agents in you know the ways of integrity and in the it's not work right we're coming here and being productive so you're giving them that opportunity to grow and through the buy one sell one will build one model you're showing that you care for other people across the world right and so i think that's that kind of living testimony to this this is who we are right this is just important to us to take care of people and you as our client of course we want to take care of you too right and i love that because it's really then ingrained in the business it's not something that maybe just happens occasionally we talk about it a lot laura and i as you know these are things that are done companies that are doing good business do that when everyone's looking when no one's looking in good times economic times and in good and in bad And I think that what you're describing is just this common thread that's woven throughout your entire business. And it's remarkable, you know, again, in an industry that you would not expect to see this at all. I think it's remarkable that you all have made this a priority and make it happen. You know, I I was on the website also. I mean, I I see those smiling faces of of the people that you've helped with these homes. I can't even imagine the multiplier effect there that you will have in their lives and that your customers have had by choosing to work with you and helping you to make that happen. I think it's fabulous. Thank you. Yeah. I'm curious if, um, you know, so you guys are leaders of this company. You started this. Obviously, it's a very values-based organization. And and Chad, was that your mantra? I operate my life with integrity in and out of business. Was that, am I getting your voice correct? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. I might adopt that. It's amazing. I'm putting it in the show <laughs> notes. Should. I think it's fantastic. It's great. Um, I'm curious if you all as, you know, business owners and leaders who have chosen to, you know, start this kind of company, you know, almost from what you said in the beginning, industry agnostic, obviously you you did land in real estate, but you shared that you talked about a few different potential business ventures, but, you know, really set into doing, you know, some kind of business that had a give back model. Do you have any, you know, pearls of wisdom or advice or, you know, lessons that you've learned in the few years you've been doing this for folks who are listening, who maybe want to bring some sort of version of this into their own business? And you know, what would you say to folks who are really excited about this concept and want to try and adopt it? I would say that, um, you know, one of the things that stood out in, in Blake's book that Chad referenced earlier, the start something that matters is the actual giving back component becomes 
a lot of work and um you know, for, and I, I guess our, our the reason why it's a lot of work for us is probably a, different than Tom's and different than other companies. But mm-hmm. just to be prepared for that, that, um, you know, it's not you, you put in the work to it's sometimes easier to put in work towards things that, you know, are going to produce uh, a result. And that result um is the motivating result is usually a financial gain or growth and market share or something like that. And just to keep in mind that there's, there are other results and there are long-term results that we talked about earlier. And the, um, you know, by putting in the work to, in our case, make sure that these homes get built to stay in contact with these Central American, uh, builders um, who work on different schedules than us and mm-hmm. you know to, to maintain all of that is it's for the long term and it, it's a lot I'll be honest it's it's a lot more work than we thought it was going to be or you know maybe we just didn't think about it think it through enough I, I I just you know once you get to be building 75 homes in two years it's it takes a lot of time to make sure that it's all done correctly and organized and um well, I think to that point too, is that we really didn't know, you know, we, mm-hmm. you can plan and you can do research as much as you want and you can think about what it's going to be like. And the truth is you don't know that until you actually are a part of it. And to that notion, I would say that where there is the drive and desire for anyone who's listening to this, then just freaking do it because <laughs> you'll find a way to figure it out. Because the truth is exactly. don't, you don't have all the answers and you, I think people are paralyzed up front by just trying to find the perfect thing. And I, so this is kind of segueing into something else is that we, one of the coolest things that I've found by what we've started is what it's inspired other people to do. And mm. not just, oh, they want to give work with Casa and give a home back or anything, but that it's, you know, kind of struck a chord with the altruistic or the give back in, in everybody or the people that, you know, say something to us that like they want to incorporate into their business. And we've had people that we work closely with who have incorporated into what they're doing. And it's so cool to see that. And yeah. I think just taking action on something is powerful and just getting behind it and start doing it because we've, I've also seen that people want to do something and they want to give back and they just can't find the right fit and they can't find the perfect thing. And the truth is it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exactly the right thing up front. You'll you figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that's a real pioneering spirit, uh, you know, and, and um, I think it's true. You know, people, there are people who are just like, listen, I'm going over there. I don't know what's out there exactly, but I know I want to go there and I'll figure it out along the way. And I think, that, you know, it's clearly a strength of yours of CASAs. You know, it's a, a really pioneering movement and there are a lot of lessons learned from that. But, but in doing that, you're paving the way for others to follow which is also a good thing. You know, um, anytime that someone sees something like that changing their industry, then it gives them confidence to say, oh, well, maybe we could do something similar or different or join forces with them. You know, it's a lot of work. You know, wouldn't it be nice if there were mortgage people who wanted to do the same thing and they worked with you, you know, like, and then the the pie just keeps baking higher for everyone. I think it's fabulous. I love it. Right. 
Chad, Nick, thank you so much. Um, we always like to give our guests an opportunity to share at the end, you know, is there something that you're excited about? We will link to the Costa Real Estate website, which is costamovement.com and all the social media in the show notes. But for you guys and, and your business, is there anything on the horizon that you're really excited about or anything that you sort of want to leave as a, a parting thought or something that the audience should be looking out for? Um. What's exciting for us? I mean, we're uh, we're we just uh, finalized the dates for our fourth trip down to build in um, mm. in we're going to Guatemala in October. Um, hopefully, bringing a, a ever growing contingent of people down there with us. Last last year, we brought uh, two former clients and um, I think a total of ten people with us. Yeah, so that's this, gonna be growing, I think. This year we're it's looking more like twenty people and we're probably gonna be building three or four homes. And that's the that's the most inspiring part is getting to go down there and actually build and then also meet a lot of the families that we've been able to help donate homes for. So that's I think one of the biggest things on our horizon. And in the meantime, it's continuing to um perfect our systems here and grow our team with the like minded individuals we were talking about people who want to be a part of what we're doing. Those are the most exciting things for us. Yeah, definitely. I think it's super exciting. And and Laura, too, I mean, I'm just, our topic this month is expansion. And I'm thinking about how how you're growing. You know, you're giving people opportunities to grow, how now more people are coming down with you, former clients, right? This is expanding. It's expanding in wonderful ways and i i'm so happy that you were able to share all of that with us because it's it's inspiring thank you thank you my pleasure yeah thank you guys thank you thank you guys so much and you know if you see um you know two podcast hosts at the airport in october ready to go to guatemala and build houses you, <laughs> you'll know who it is. <laughs> that sounds amazing right. oh my god awesome. thank you both so much thank you for being so responsive to my creepy Instagram stalking. And we are so excited <laughs> to have had you here and uh, to just tell the world about what you're doing because we think it's exciting and are so glad to feature it. So thank you all so much. And uh, here's to the next hundred houses. All right. We're honored. Thank you for having us. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank Take care. You. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing Good Business, designed to bring out the best in you and your company. We welcome your reviews and ratings and would love to hear from you. Send your comments, suggestions, and questions through our online form at doinggoodbusiness.com. Stay in touch with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. The Doing Good Business podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting for all of your coaching and talent acquisition needs, and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you incorporate the social business paradigm into your company. Learn more about us and our respective services at the Doing Good Business website. Thanks again for listening and remember to expect good things from everything you do.